0: Welcome to That Creator Life, a show where we discuss the process, the struggles and the wins of content creation. My name is Zach. I'm a YouTuber and content strategist helping you start your journey. Welcome everyone to the show. Today we have a special guest. He's an old friend of mine from way, way, way back. And he now lives in the States. His name is Sofiane. He's an entrepreneur. A content creator and, um, uh, Sufyan, let yes, th- can you please
1: uh, continue yeah. and introduce yourself to the audience? <laughs> of course, of course. So, my name is Sufyan, I am um, a serial entrepreneur. I focus mainly on digital marketing and e commerce, and I've been living in the US for the past six years and uh, recently uh, a content creator, and I've been loving it ever since. Okay, can you tell us about um, the kind of platform that you're on now, and um, how and why did you start your journey? Sure, so I am uh, a little bit everywhere, but I started with Instagram. So I started maybe like seven months ago. So seven months ago, I started with with my uh, content in English and I didn't have the same feedback that I was hoping for, so I understood that I needed some kind of feedback, so I went back to create content uh, in uh, my, uh, my language, Arabic, and uh, uh, with some English subtitles, and uh, that feedback helped me really grow and be better at content creation, and uh, yeah, I started in August with 200 followers, and I'm at uh 14,000 right now and oh wow, that's great it's, it's on been, instagram right on instagram yes uh, it's been quite a journey and i learned so much from it
0: yeah i just want to like uh, jump on this really interesting question which is the reason you start creating content because i believe a lot of people starting on any kind of platform youtube instagram tiktok whatever it is they mm-hmm. they usually struggle with with the reasons to start so mm-hmm.
1: what was your reason to start this content creation journey? So I actually moved to the U S because, uh, my ambitions, as I was a kid, it was to teach. So I, uh, always used to teach when I was a kid. I'll come back from school and bring home a couple of friends of mine. We had a little room in the backyard and I'll start teaching math, science, physics, whatever I can. And I kind of enjoyed it so much and to see people learning that I know that this is like my calling, this is what I wanna do. I wanna teach, I wanna help people know more. And um, when I came to the U.S., it was with the idea of having a PhD so I can teach. So I came here, I did my MBA and while doing my MBA, I'm like, "Huh." so I want to teach. And basically I want to teach really young, bright minds and guide them through this. But the PhD uh, path is not really going to get me where I want because the attention span is mostly on social media, so I need to innovate. So instead of going for a PhD, I'm like, okay, let me start creating content where I can give information and entertain a little bit. So I started learning about the infotainment strategy and how I can provide good content that have value but entertains at the same time. And yeah, so that's my why. My why is, I, I really wanted to give more I wanted to teach but figure out a new way to teach where the eyeballs are for this young, young generation because I don't want them wasting time scrolling endless scrolling uh, content that's not relevant that's not going to help them yeah. so I'm like yeah let me squeeze in something that's useful
0: that's awesome man and what kind of content do you actually create and revolves around what
1: So my content is mainly around e-commerce and uh, digital marketing and a little bit of cryptocurrencies and NFTs because it's very related to the online world. So I started giving tips and tricks on how you can create your e-commerce stores, how you can build your brand and uh, how you can be an effective digital marketer. Also given some updates on the latest news in e-commerce, any technology that's come in or new practices that could help young entrepreneurs that are just starting and I've been there, they are lost and I wanna guide them through it.
0: absolutely. And, and I think those kind of like reasons to, um, to help others and try to guide them are one of the best, you know, whys to start a, you know,
1: content creation journey, right? yes definitely because as you might know too is it's, it's that the, the hardest part is not the technical part it's not yeah. nothing that like that it's just the hardest part is to wake up and have that fire inside of you that's going to make you go three four hours working on something that you're not going to see the results or the benefits Absolutely. from right yeah. away
0: and, and we're going to get into details uh afterwards about this specific yeah. problem right <laughs> sure yeah so uh, w- wanna, i want to move on to talking about the process of your uh, uh, creation, like, C- can you tell us how your content creation day look like, like from the start to the end?
1: So usually my content creation day starts the night before. So the night before I am researching topics and trying to um, kind of find two, three main topics that I really dig the d- deep into. Uh, after which I do a huge research and try to put it all in Notion. And uh, once I have the research done, I can then move to uh, the next day, rewriting the script, because I don't know if you like check my content, you're going to see that I try to make it rhyme a little bit. So uh, the, the way I write is not just information, but I try to make the copywriting ready musically so people actually can follow and why not even learn. Because it just sounds like a rap song, oh, so once nice. yeah. so <laughs> once I'm I'm done with like rewriting the script and making it rhyme. Then I have to set the setting for the shooting, and uh, yeah, I just shoot the videos uh, with the scripts I wrote, and um, after which I my of course first shot, second shot. You never know how many takes you need. Once you have all that done, I just move to the editing part. Where I already have the idea, so I just slice everything most of my content, I try to divide it on four or five main segments, because I do a lot of reels. And as you know, Instagram doesn't really allow us a lot of time, so I have like 60 seconds, so I try to uh, just split it between four or five points and that makes it easier for me when i come to the editing part because i already know uh, that i need to give equal amount of seconds for Mm -hmm. each kind of slice that i i uh, i chose and yeah so i have the intros and the outros that are already set up and i put inside all the information that i wrote and after that of course you have some g cuts and you just go through the whole content, make it clean. Some background music for sure, and see if I need to add any um, any uh, stickers, any videos, any B-rolls that's gonna make the explanation more more uh, like m- different a little bit. And I try to also incriminate a, a, a little bit of uh, the elements of comedy. No, oh, that's right. I feel like if I am just say, even if the information is good, it's just not going to help because I, I need people to, to be enjoying and entertained. So I try to be relatable and in the same time, integrate some elements of comedy within the, the editing or the script itself. And once this this is done, I have an extra step that most people don't have because I speak in uh, in Arabic, so I have to k- translate the whole uh, script in English and then rewrite all the the, um, the subtitles. And yeah, that's once it's done, I, I look at it like three, four times, sometimes ten times to make oh. sure everything is perfect. Yeah. And that's it. I just save it in my my uh, done folders.
0: That's awesome. It, it sounds like you have a system that, you know, you use to create the content, not just like, uh, you know, randomly kind of making
1: stuff. Right. So. Yes. It's uh, I, I tried randomly before it, it was good, but it took me like a week or two weeks to produce a one minute video. And I know yeah. if, if I want to be consistent and if I want to, uh, take my content to the next level and try to post two times uh, a week, at least. That's why my goal for the first three months. I was posting two reels every week. And if, to keep that schedule, you need a system. So you can streamline everything and you can improve your workflows as you're working on it.
0: Absolutely. And uh, that's what I say to anybody starting uh, their content journey. Uh, you need to have strategies and, and, and like systems in place to actually uh, build the road to success. It doesn't happen with randomness and just like relying on feelings and whenever I feel like it. So that's absolutely a, a tip to take home. So, uh, Sophia, can you tell us a bit, like, why did you choose Instagram? So we're going to talk a bit about the platform. So why not start on TikTok or LinkedIn
1: or let's say YouTube? So why Instagram first? So I believe that it, you start with the audience. So my audience that I was targeting uh, was using Instagram heavily. So, I'm targeting maybe uh, 18 to 35 year olds, mm-hmm. uh, young uh, uh, Moroccans, and, and uh, like in the North African countries. And uh, they are mainly using Instagram. Uh, Facebook is a little bit of the baby boomers' generation, a little bit mm-hmm. of millennials, but the, the Z generation in Morocco and North Africa is still uh, mainly on Instagram. TikTok just is about to start. So I tried TikTok in the same time, so I reshare, but I can see clearly that just the minds of the uh, TikTok users in my my, the, the, my audience, they, they just don't go to TikTok to learn. They just want to have fun or mm-hmm. most of the videos and the, the content there, they're just not in the, uh, the position in the I am in. So that's why I went for Instagram because it's reliable and this is where most of my audience is
0: that's uh that seems like a very uh a very smart strategy like go where the audience is not the other way around like you wait for them to come to you
1: yes definitely so it's uh i believe that you should start with one one platform yeah you just master that platform and then you can move to other platforms and believe me in your uh current uh, uh like followers in that platform some of them not all of them for sure but some of them will follow you wherever you go absolutely because, because they're all easier then
0: it. right to switch or to
1: exact exactly 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 but it's in the same time zach it's it's for you also an exercise because mm-hmm. you have to realize that when you're making content for YouTube it's a different person it's a different mindset somebody that's have a different type of needs from your content so that that shift doing it once uh, like as a big step is gonna allow you as a content creator to realize okay i cannot just do the same thing i was doing on instagram and do them on youtube because youtube audience have different needs and want to see different stuff and they're you know what i mean so it's just just different
0: even the platform itself can uh, provide tools and the length of the video and also the options for the community to interact with the with the creator they're all so different so it creates a different atmosphere for for the engagement and i believe the same strategies on one platform would
1: not usually work on a different one i agree with you 100 percent. and like i said my videos, some videos of mine and like the reels on instagram they just blew up uh, uh, thousands and thousands of views and the same video, I will put it on TikTok and will not get hundreds, not even uh, of views just because it's just different type of people. They are looking for different things. They're not they're not uh, like just waiting for the same content over and over, even and even for your current audience let's say you're following somebody on instagram and then you go follow him on youtube and then you get the same value that you got from instagram you get it on youtube then as a user as a as a person that's part of this audience you're gonna make a choice like uh why i would like go and follow him on youtube if Mm -hmm. i get the same thing on instagram then it's the the audience choice What's better for them? They're like, um, I'd rather just watch stories and reels that one minute. They don't take a lot of time. YouTube is just too much time. And uh, that's why you have to really differentiate your strategy and adapt it to each platform. And that's why I started with Instagram first. And uh, now I'm moving to YouTube, but moving slowly and carefully and trying to learn as I go.
0: Absolutely. And and I think uh, you just, uh, you know, gave us a really good insight into this. Because um, like when people use any, any platform, like say TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, they're there to watch you and other creators. So it's not only about you, it's, only, it's about all the creators on the platform. And like you said, if somebody gonna follow you on TikTok, but they come from YouTube and they like your stuff on YouTube. And if you're, if you're not providing the same value on TikTok with that platform, and with its rules and with its, like style i think they would just say why would i follow him on tiktok i just follow him on youtube because i'm not getting any value because there are other creators on youtube sorry on on tiktok that would give them the value or or that entertainment value that they're looking for and uh, i feel a lot of creators kind of fall into this trap of let me let me spread myself thin and be on different platforms and uh magically things will just grow especially if, if you're starting or you're in the beginning stages because uh if you're a big youtuber for example or TikTok or whatever it's it's then much easier to like you said before convert or tell your audience to follow you elsewhere but if you're starting it's it's a bit tricky and you want to just focus on one so uh, i like i like the tip you give us
1: yeah definitely i'm um... yeah
0: So, Soufiane, we want to move on to uh, some of the tools and the services that you use to create. And can you tell us a bit about some of the programs or any websites
1: that you rely on for your creation? So I use Final Cut Pro. I used to use Adobe before, but I just had the subscription model. So I use um, Final Cut for video editing, and uh, I uh, signed up recently to Epidemic Sounds for the music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, mostly Epidemic Sounds, and I have few uh, websites that I get some B rolls from, like Motion Array and Envato sometimes for mm-hmm. some uh, some effects. But yeah, I say mostly it's, um, it's Final Cut and uh, for music it's Epidemic Sound and invato and Motion Array.
0: And any tool or, or maybe program that really changed your content creation game? Like really dramatically change it?
1: Honestly, so far, no. I mm-hmm. can tell maybe like that uh, just Epidemic Sounds, uh, it was a necessary jump. Because with YouTube, as you may know, uh, the the selection is good for for, um, uh, uh, the royalty-free music. But I just want to expand it a little bit so I can have uh, more ideas and I can have more freedom when I come to creating. So Epidemic Sound maybe is, I'm relying on it to make Mm -hmm. it easier for me. So I can create more content on YouTube and not get any issues with uh, the copyrights and stuff. The copyrights and stuff, and because this just streamline a little bit that process. Whenever you had that your content ID get get um, get a flag then you get a strike from youtube mm-hmm. uh epidemic sounds can help uh just figure out the whole thing and they just connect with your youtube account and they, they're they gonna fix everything instead of you going and submitting uh your your proof and all the content yeah that's type, the reason con- i stopped using
0: yeah exactly that's the reason i stopped using invato kind of like uh music um royalty free music because even if you are uh, buying it or like getting it from a subscription model you still have to apply or provide the proof or the license mm-hmm. after maybe few da- after maybe 14 days or so and it's really inconvenient if you're monetizing because you're you're not able to monetize until the the provider of the music approves your license and it's really a hassle so i just kind of switch back to YouTube library and I'm thinking about Epidemic because you actually told me about it. So I'm really excited for that.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's the same thing. You can get it everywhere, but it's, it's that time. It's that time. This is, I think one of the struggles of the content creator is Yeah, time. that's where we're moving on, right? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. like
0: uh, one of the struggles for me was basically, uh, I, mean, I mean, technically this one is not a struggle because it's something that happens afterwards. But it is in the sense of creating a business and and relying on on seamless, you know, uh, production. And if your videos get flagged every time, it's Mm -hmm. really inconvenient to go back and look for the license and then hopefully they can approve it. So um, I'm really glad that you share with us about Epidemic Sounds.
1: Yeah, no problem. I tried it, by the way, and it took maybe like 24 hours, like for the to to get that license approved but i guess i was lucky because the 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 rights owner was very reactive mm-hmm. so and he just uh, he just allowed me to for the music but like you said like you said like time is is key and uh, absolutely having having a software doing this for you and you can integrate it within your expenses and you don't have to worry about getting any strike on any any problems copyright problems for any uh, other platform is just less headache
0: and i believe it's also for life right like it doesn't matter if you even stop the subscription you still have the the rights
1: to use that song in your videos with epidemic right yes definitely so the content id is going to be linked automatically to your account and uh, YouTube is going to have all the proof necessary and they will never flag you. That's awesome. Um, Let's
0: move on to something kind of related to this, which is the struggles Mm -hmm. that you face in the process. And I'm talking specifically about technical (laughs) issues that maybe sometimes made you frustrated or kind of (laughs) like almost want to give up on the idea (laughs) or the, the whole thing
1: not 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 really like give up give up yeah i I mean mean, maybe not give up on the whole
0: like on the whole channel or the instagram account but i mean maybe like yeah kind of like slow your progress and give you
1: some anxiety or whatever (laughs) so i i'll talk about two main main ones i think the first one is uh very uh, relatable to every content created out there we know that audio is very important and the quality of the audio is very important yeah and uh like one time i've been working tirelessly in a very good script and i've been filming all day long and i just realized that i didn't plug the microphone Uh (laughs) uh-oh And so yes. I had such a good content and my microphone was not plugged. So the audio was really bad. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do this all over again.
0: Yeah. Especially maybe if if, if you're like, if you use a lot of energy, especially like yes, you know, in front exactly. of the camera and stuff, like you don't want to do it again because it takes yes, a lot it's of difficult.
1: Energy. It's difficult to fake it afterwards, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I literally have to do it like the next day. I'm like, I'm not doing it today. I need to like rebuild all this, all this energy. So I had to do it the next time. But and the second thing struggle that I faced technically was with my old laptop. Is it was my first video and I've been working on it tirelessly for a week. And you know how like when you have your first video and you're like Mm -hmm. all excited, all those emotions of just the beginning, the final comeback. Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm gonna do this all good i'm almost done i go and i start rendering and then my macbook goes and just shut down shuts down and i tried i tried to turn it on and i'm like okay turn on turn on turn on. it doesn't want to turn on i'm like okay i just worked two weeks making this video and editing and now my my macbook is gone but 24 hours later I was able to retrieve everything and as you might you already know like my wife saw that and she's like okay I'm getting you a new one so I came home and she had a new macbook for me and I'm like okay yeah at least at least least you had
0: like a valid reason right
1: (laughs) yes or yeah it's like God wanted me to have a new laptop so yeah awesome like I I can
0: relate to this completely because uh, I just mentioned in my previous episode like um, one of the biggest kind of technical issues I had was with with the Premiere and it was the last day I'm, I was gonna use Premiere because I had a, a project of like one week and a half that's completely gone. It's bye bye, <laughs> like gone. And after Premiere crashed, I lost all the files, everything and that day was the last day I used Premiere. It was the day I started to hackintosh and from there got the Mac. So I can totally relate.
1: <laughs> yes. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, a, struggle, a big right? scare, yeah. it's a big
0: scare, you know, but, but uh, I like what you said in terms of, uh, how to bounce back from these kind of small, uh, not really small, but let's say these technical difficulties is to at least give yourself, give, give yourself some time to come back to it with a fresh mind. So what you did was come back to it the next day. Right
1: yes the next day because you don't want to you don't want to go about it right away because you're not going to give it the same energy yeah, and absolutely. believe me that energy is felt through your video your your yeah. content people feel if you're doing it genuinely or you just want to get it over with so i i, I want to do it the right way so that's why i'm like you know what let me give it some time a day or two and the next day i was able to redo the call content and i made sure that the microphone was plugged this time yeah. and it all went beautifully <laughs>
0: Yeah. So just a tip for anybody listening and you are struggling with those technical difficulties, try to have a system. Uh, That's what really helped me a lot with my YouTube channel, which is every time I want to record a video, I have a system of like testing and checking stuff before actually recording. So this way I I kind of minimize the risk of losing all the content or the audio is not there. And I used to start without doing this and I was like thinking that, yeah, I know what's going on. I've been doing this for quite some time, so it's supposed to work, so it's going to work, but sometimes it doesn't. And you kind of feel that you, uh, you lost the progress and you lost the momentum. So what I'm doing now really works. And I, I think what Sofian said is also very, very uh, valuable, which is either you can have a system of, of checking stuff before you record, at least put some time to have a test file or a test video where you can play it again. And then you can see, oh, everything is fine. The audio is fine. The lighting is fine. The focus is fine. And like Sofian said, if something does actually go wrong, which, which will happen, that's life. Try to come back to it maybe the next day or after a few hours where you feel fresh again and full of energy. So thanks, Sofian, for the tip. Uh, we want to move on now to the psychological mm-hmm. part of creating stuff. like what kind of mindset you usually try to cultivate so you can have that kind of energy to create really engaging and unique content?
1: I I, uh, follow a really like simple uh, way of doing my content. It's uh, maybe too simplified, but it's been helping me a lot. So since I started, I had in mind two or three people. I have a little cousin and two people that I know that are within my uh, my target audience, and they are uh, friends and family that are in the, uh, the age age range, mm-hmm. and I know their needs and I talk to them and I ask them questions, and based on their needs and what I think they want to do and what they ask me, I just fill myself with that responsibilities like what the with the. Spider-Man, you remember that quote, with big power comes big responsibility, right? Yes, I believe that it's the other way around too. <laughs> so it's if it's there's big responsibility, you get big powers too. So I try to empower myself by feeling responsible, that I am delivering uh, valuable information to people I really care about. So I try to always, give them the best of me and try to give them the advice that I'm going to give to my cousin or my brother. And that just keeps me authentic. And I always know that I'm doing my best. So there is no regret. So that helps me get in the right mindset. So I know when I'm giving value, I'm giving the best value I can to the right audience and speaking with their language. So that's...
0: I, I think that's a really, really great, uh, you know, tip. Because you're basically kind of testing the market before you make the video or before you publish it and it gives you a good framework to know whether the video is going to have a a good amount of success or how people are going to react to it and stuff like that right
1: yes and at the same time i i of see um, through um through their interests if they are really interested in it, or they just want to know about it and just move on, so I tried. In the same time, it helps me just pick their minds and know if they're interested in that topic specifically, or they just want to just know about it, like it, instead of Google searching, because a lot of a lot of, of the audience at some point start DMing you uh, instead of googling something, they actually yeah. ask you and i try to just go a little bit beyond that and at the end of the video some i can give some really good value to people
0: yeah i like and and you don't have to actually do the same thing that sufian does like with his family or friends it can be in different ways like one of the ways i use the same kind of strategy is to check on reddit and it's been really working well for me like if i want to make a tech video about a specific subject and I know people want to know more about it, I usually ask the community on Reddit and people really are willing to give you their opinion and their feedback. And it can be in different format. It can be like talking to your family or talking to people on the the internet or in different ways, even using Google Trends and seeing what people are looking for to find that kind of engaging content that people are really craving for because otherwise you're going to be, pushing content that you like to make, but the market or the audience doesn't really want to see or doesn't care about. And that's where a lot of, you know, uh, content creator kind of gets stuck because they are providing uh, what Gary V calls selfish content. So content that feels good for you, but it doesn't really mm-hmm. provide value for the, the market.
1: Yes, uh, I just want to jump on that because there is, yeah, there is a lot, uh, just a, a lot of other tools that you can use to actually uh, feel the sense of what is uh, that keyword or that subject or that topic that you are that you want to talk about. What are the main questions that are asked? Like you said, Google Trends can be a good source of that information. There is um, uh, also Asked.com. Uh, also, this is a good uh, research tool where you can put a keyword, and it will give you a bunch of uh, research terms and keywords that are being used in specific countries. So you have an idea or what people are actually Googling mm-hmm. and want to know about that specific topic, the that's strategy. A,
0: that's also ask.com, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, We're going to put it in the show notes. All right. And uh, this, the, the, the reason why I use also like the feedback from my audience is because I want to really be specific with the value I'm giving to that audience uh the the research by itself and also asked or on google trends will give me the macro perspective i can see what's working and what people are asking but if my audience doesn't really care about some of them i then i just like i'm moving it to a second filter Mm -hmm. and the filter that's more is mostly important is my audience so i can deliver to them like you said things that they care about not just what i think is relevant for the time
0: Absolutely. And I, I think these kind of tools combined with your energy and with your kind of like uh, production quality will definitely be one of the main ingredients for a successful video or any kind of content. So thanks, uh, Sufyan, for the tips. And uh, what about the, the kind of like strategies or the frameworks that help you overcome those difficult days, the days where you feel that you don't want to create anything? Uh, the days where you're technically depressed or anything that you know life happens right so you don't feel like you have energy to create stuff how do you actually overcome
1: those I found out that the best strategy for me at least and it's been working is just to work out it's crazy that's that's my that's my strategy as well (laughs) It's, it's, it sounds crazy but those endorphins and that just it just makes you a really a better version of yourself and specifically when it comes to your mind and you want to get the, the the alpha out of you mm-hmm. you know you have you have you might you want to set your brain in a specific setting to be creative and when you are uh, not in the right mindset you're just gonna come across and just go by a lot of good ideas that are in your brain but the door is still closed for them so to open those doors you want to just stop what you're doing don't force content creation you can't force that Mm -hmm. ideas uh, everything has to come naturally and if you care enough and you have this right mindset you're going to produce very good content. So what I do, I go, I stop everything, put my jumpers on, I just go to the gym, work out for a couple hours, maybe play some basketball, and I just come back. And on my way, uh, sometimes, or just, that's why we are the most creative times we have are uh, when we are under the shower. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm stuck in the shower and I have the most amazing creative ideas. And then I get out of there running and I want to start uh, creating again so yeah so far for this struggle specifically sports and working out and sometimes just going for a walk with my dog around the park and just no no like no uh, electronics i try to avoid electronics just go me and myself and i just talk to my brain
0: yeah it helps you like like you said helps you to put your mind into that creative zone again, because like you said, it's very hard to kind of force yourself to come up with ideas and and creative, unique, uh, you know, perspective about the content you're going to create if you're not in the mood. And sometimes we are like victims uh, to our own moods. And that's not a good strategy for success because the moods are always changing. And if you rely on them, you're going to be just randomly putting stuff here and there. And um, and that's not a good strategy. So uh, I really appreciate you sharing with us this idea of, uh, sure. you know, finding ways, it could be fitness, it could be workouts, it could be uh, jogging, it could be uh, reading a book, it could be watching, I don't know, a TV show, it doesn't matter, whatever you can find to put your mind at ease and then come back to that creative mindset. Because sometimes, uh, like you said, forcing yourself to do content usually ends with really poor content and uh, find a way to overcome it, whatever that I is. G- and, and the gym actually is <sighs> scientifically speaking, Sofiane is, is, like, is like what you said, the endorphins and all this, it's actually one of the most effective ways, like technically and scientific, scientifically speaking it's one of the best ways the other one is either sex or or maybe using drugs but i would just go with the gym
1: yes definitely the gym and like, uh, just don't force it it's not just because you're not going to have uh, good content your content is not going to be good but it's not sustainable this is a marathon you're playing a really long game Absolutely. and that that means that if anything, any strategy, any decision you make is not sustainable, it, when it comes to, like you think it's a solution, like you said, uh, drugs or whatever, that's not a solution because that's not sustainable. Yeah. So the sustainable part is to really try to get yourself out of that mindset and be more creative and then come back when you feel better.
0: Absolutely. And, and using drugs or other ways is usually more... Harmful, Harmful, yeah, yeah. along like, uh, you know, especially with addiction and stuff. And uh, the gym or working out is, in my opinion, one of the best ways to get back into that really fresh, creative mindset. Um, So Vian, if you were to start today, like really start today, what would you do
1: differently to approach your content creation? And what you learned along the way? I think uh, if I start today I'll be mad because I'm already late 6 months so <laughs> I, I my first regret so far has been not starting early enough.
0: Okay.
1: It it took it took me like a year and you remember we talked like last year and I started and it was just so hard for me to to just get over that perception of other people for me and mm-hmm. and it just made me like really slow down and uh i feel like let's,
0: if i uh, yeah let's talk about about that before we move on which is the perception that people have of you how mm-hmm. did you actually overcome that because i feel this is one of the most kind of i most, think it's the biggest yeah the biggest right the biggest hurdle for a lot of creators is uh how they like the fact that they care or they put the you know other people's opinion and, and perspective. In a in a high place and it affects them mentally
1: emotionally so yeah, how did you manage that well i will have to give a big thank you to my sister because she pushed me she pushed me a lot she, uh, awesome. like literally my, my first the first video i made was a zoom call with her And I was, like, all hiding and stuff. And she's like, no, we're going to do it. I'm going to do it now. I'm like, no, I'm not ready. And this, I was, like, struggling. She's like, no, we're doing it now. And we started. (laughs) And I actually seen myself for the first time talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm not that bad. You know, I kind of look nervous, but I'm not that bad. All those,
0: like, ideas, they were just fake, right, that you had in your mind?
1: All of them were just fake. And once I started pushing, because what you, what do you think? What does your brain tells you? It tells you, Zach, listen, if you put that video out there, people are going to bully you. They're going to make fun of you because you're not good enough. What do you explain? You don't know anything. Why are you? You're like an imposter. That imposter yeah, the imposter from- syndrome,
0: right?
1: you know what i mean it's not you're not good enough and it's all new brains and these are all zombies in your head and that's not true these are your demons and you have to vanquish these demons how by jumping off the cliff yes jump off the cliff Uh, try do it Push yourself. It's like when you have to jump from like I don't know from a, a nice uh, waterfall, and you think you're gonna die, but at the end, it's just an amazing experience. Yeah. Is and believe me, ninety nine percent of the feedback will be positive, because when it's not cool that to try something, dude, like it's cool to try. Like, so imposter syndrome, like you just feel that uh, all the the. The feedback is going to be negative and people are going to tell you you don't know anything and they're going to bully you and make fun of you. I'm here to tell you and we are here to tell you, me and Zach, it's not the case. 99% of people will be positive and will cheer for you and will support you. This is like when, just ask yourself this question. When it's not, when it was not cool to actually try something Yes. Was it not cool to try a new thing? People that try are the coolest. So if you try, you're really cool. You have nothing to worry about. And it's in your head. 99% of people don't care. Like you think that people's eyeballs, and this is one of the things I thought, oh, I'm going to post something and people are going to look at it. People not going to look at it. Yes. People don't care about you. Like you think that people are just watching you all the time. They're not. They have a life and your content is going to come across their life with their journey, with their day. And then they're going to just judge the content itself. So if you're giving something genuine and you are trying, they're not going to focus on bullying you or making fun of you. They're going to be impressed and want to cheer for you and tell you, you're doing something we can't do.
0: Yeah. And even if you get like some, let's say negative or toxic comment, it's usually from people who are toxic by nature, especially online, and they don't really actually mean it against you in person, because they don't know you. And the best thing to do for those is just to ignore them and keep keep creating your stuff, because some 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 industries or some fields, they tend to have more kind of like toxic comments than others. Um, Like, for example, lifestyle videos on YouTube are kind of like more like they have more toxic comments than let's say tech videos, or I don't know productivity videos. And even if you have those kind of like, negative feedback or negative comments, just ignore them and and focus on the creation because those things are not personal because they don't know you like your family knows you your friends know you but like, those people online, they just are what we call keyboard warriors, right. And Mm -hmm. being anonymous on the internet, let you know it gives people the power to kind of like write whatever they want but if you meet those same people in person they use they will not say that those things i i guarantee it and just don't don't really focus on it
1: i honestly uh also just want to add one small thing is just i feel bad for them yeah exactly. Uh, I, I feel that like for you that you just be uh be neutral about mm-hmm. somebody else's content is one thing but To actually channel your energy, to actually uh, expend hate someone, yeah. and put down someone. So you have energy. It's like you don't have energy. So you have energy. And instead of doing it and channeling it towards something that could benefit you and your life and make a better person of you, you're going and being hateful to other person. So in the same time, I feel bad for these people. And like you said, they shouldn't affect you it's not about you it's mostly about them they are struggling too they uh, don't know how to channel their energy for something better than just uh, yeah, they're they're c- suffering
0: ch- yeah they're, they're suffering and the thing you can do like uh, like sophia said is is to just you know have some empathy and feel sorry for them because nobody in in a in a good place will have those kind of like negative feelings and um yeah just look at it this way and move on and keep creating because you're you're there to provide value to create stuff and focusing on the, the you know, the negative comments or mm-hmm. the toxic people will do you more harm than good. And usually we, we tend uh, as human beings, we tend to focus on those more than the positive one. So it's funny that you can have 10,000 positive comments and then one negative one, that's where your brain will go. Because Mm -hmm. like our brain is is kind of programmed for survival, for looking for threats and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And trying to find it, like Sophia said, trying to find a way to either feel like sorry for them or ignore it or just like focus on creating. That's the best way you could approach it, right?
1: Yes. And just one more thing that I want to add. So we've talked about the negative comments, but it's very important to talk about the positive feedback i said a lot of people cheer for you mm-hmm. i think honestly that yes you have to take both speed feedbacks so the positive feedback and the negative feedback you should be taking them with the same level
0: yes uh, that's good that means
1: you have to like ignore maybe the, the bad feedback or maybe learn from me sometimes in that bad feedback there is some kind of truth Yeah, like uh, productive criticism, right? Exactly. Sometimes you have to dig in there and try to find what can benefit you. Same thing with the positive feedback. And I think this is also a really bad spiral uh, Mm -hmm. that after some time, if content created, don't pay attention to this, they can literally deviate from their goals or what they're doing because they feel so much cheer and everybody's Mm -hmm. saying, yeah, you're so wonderful. And so this and so that, and they have that big head and they feel that becoming a star and then they're not providing as much value. Then they become more irrelevant because they think they already got to that status or whatever goal they had. So positive feedbacks can be toxic as much as negative feedback. The idea... idea is take them both, accept them both, see if there is any uh, constructive criticism that you can take from any of them and then move on with your mindset, with your strategy in mind. So that's what I wanted to jump on because positive can be tricky too.
0: I couldn't have said it any better. (laughs) I mean, this is is the, the mindset to have, which is basically positive and negative criticism or feedback uh especially if in the comment section or from other formats can both be harmful to your content creation and it's better to just ignore it in the sense of like it's not gonna bring you down and it's not also gonna be a, a way for you to boost your ego and you know feel that you're doing great stuff and feel that you know you're you're above everybody else so it's it's good to stay in the neutral zone and focus on making the content better it's not about you it's about the viewer it's about providing value and once you put it in that perspective you're on your way to really great stuff so do so you want to move on to uh, any advice so people who are hesitant or afraid to start now uh, i mean we touched upon this with your own journey if you want to start today but what about others who have maybe some financial issues to start or some technical problems or they're just afraid to start what
1: would you say to them i will say say uh, start with what you can and what you have start where you are and what you can and what you have don't set those high expectations for yourself since the beginning don't go the- into depth right just to create content just go for it first. Just start with what you have. Don't try to make the make it look perfect. I, we all content creators, as designers, as creative people, you want everything to be perfect. You cannot be perfect from the beginning. You have to struggle. This is how you're going to be better after. So that way that I see a lot of my friends also, I try to push them into this, but they're just like, oh, I'm not ready now. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You're not, never going to be ready. Ready is when you start. You just start with what you have. Don't block yourself and be like, oh, I don't know how to edit. I don't know how. Just start by pushing yourself in front of a camera and start talking. And push your first video out there. It's like the first video when you start it, that's the biggest video. It's like, you think that the whole world is going to stop and it's going to start watching your video live on CNN. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> is going to watch. Nobody cares. <laughs> this, nobody cares, bro. Just start. Yeah. And once you're going to start, you're going to be like, damn, I should have, I should uh, just started. I don't know why I was like, yeah. nobody cares about the first video. And, and like, the
0: process itself creates hu- humility in you, right? You, you become, uh, you, you become aware of the fact that things in life don't come by chance. Most often is because of hard work and that hard work and the process of creating stuff consistently. That's another key word for you consistency. It's really important to cultivate the modesty in your approach. And you start to realize, hey, the yeah, like you said, like Sophia said, it's, it's not about you it's, the whole world is not going to stop for you. It's about you being part of this world and creating stuff it will be valuable for other people it's always about the others not about you and once you have that mindset um it's really uh, it's really a good way to start uh Sofian, what are your next projects and plans for 2021 uh, sorry 2022
1: 2021 yeah, is almost gone <laughs> oh my god yeah time goes so fast man so uh, i am uh, in the process of i already lost my youtube channel so i'm testing the water with it and uh I think I'm gonna start providing more tutorials because I think I, I feel especially on my type of content because I'm teaching about e-commerce and doing a marketing, I have the chance to actually show people how to do it step-by-step. Step. And uh, so that's what I'm moving towards, creating more tutorials so I can help more people create their e-commerce stores. And uh, also I'm trying to start a podcast for myself too. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm really excited. Like the journey, once it starts, is just limitless. And this is like a uh, another not not just a keyword, but mm-hmm. just a really really advice. Like for you guys, like once you stop caring what other people uh, like think, you become limitless. Yeah. If you're creative enough, you just like the whole world is in front of you. You don't care about other people. You just do what you want and what you love. And sky is the limit. So that's why for me too, I think sky is the limit. And I keep, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do, what I think my audience will benefit the most from. Hopefully with my YouTube channel and soon with a podcast that will provide more value for my audience. And yeah, so that's, the 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 vision for twenty twenty two is to grow my my YouTube channel, continue what I'm doing with Instagram, and and hopefully start a um, a podcast. Awesome! And where can people find you? So uh, you just go to Instagram at Souf Elaz. So that's S O U F E L A Z Souf Elaz. My name is Soufiane El Azim. Awesome! So if everybody uh, listening to this you want to
0: grow your instagram sofne gave us great tips about how to actually approach this with a very strategic manner and also a smart way of dealing with you know uh, negative feedback or even positive feedback and trying to keep your mindset in the sense of I want to create content I don't care what people are saying about me and start whenever uh, start now not whenever you feel like it so, Sofian, thanks so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me, Zach. It's always a pleasure.
0: Absolutely.